Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Bernstein at Homes, middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Station, Station, Station. This ball game is over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win. 129-121. Time to dance and let's get it down and dirty. It is a fantastic win for the Bulls. I mean, the idea of Chuck dancing to some old dirty bastard is... Uh, Shame on you! I love it, <laughs> Brooklyn. Hey, we're talking bulls, so <laughs> let's <laughs> let's bring in someone to do that with us, shall we? Mark Chanowski is on Twitter at Mark Chanowski, anchor reporter for ABC Seven, play-by-play announcer for the Windy City Bulls on NBC Sports Chicago, and the co-host of the popular "Give Me the Hot Sauce" podcast. With Stacy King, and he joins us on the Score Hotline that is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Hey, Mark, how are you? I just can try to get the image out of my mind of Chuck playing the lead role of, as Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing. I mean, that image is just in my head now. I got to get that out. Or, Nobody puts baby in the corner <laughs> or ghost. Um, either way, it probably works for for Chuck. Mark, Dan, and I were having a conversation earlier, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. We were discussing like player empowerment and these guys, Harden, Kyrie, LeBron, KD, that have made their choices. And it looks like they've made terrible choices. And, and, <laughs> and, and I'm wondering, how can those guys do a better job of finding partners in ownership in front office and not just people who are willing to do whatever it is they want? Because it doesn't seem like any of them is getting what they expected they would get. Well, it seems like most of these superstars want to prove that they can win a championship on their own merits, that they're going to be the alpha dog in a title run. And I think that Kevin Durant was so tired of the criticism that he got for just jumping on the Golden State Warriors bandwagon and winning a couple of easy titles that were basically considered, you know, almost layups for that franchise, that he wanted to go out on his own and prove that he could do it and and show that he's one of the greatest players of all time. Unfortunately, he hitched his wagon to his buddy, Kyrie Irving, who's one of the most uh, you know, 
unpredictable players you'd ever want to see in any kind of sport. And that's turned out to be a disaster. I mean, we all know the, the numbers. They've only won one playoff series in the time they've been together. Kyrie's missed a ton of games. And Durant is left kind of holding the bag trying to explain what's going on with his buddy. And, you know, then he had his trade demand this past summer. It, it's just been a mess in Brooklyn. I think what it comes down to in most cases is ego because money is the same anywhere you go. I mean, the superstar players are going to get the, the four- or five-year max, at the most money any franchise can give them. They just have to pick a situation where they're, they're comfortable with the front office, the coaching staff, and their, and their future teammates. And unfortunately, as you mentioned, in a lot of those instances, they've made the wrong choices. At least in those situations, the fans know what, what the expectations are, what they're rooting for. If, if the fans are lucky enough to be a destination for one of these, these superstar plots, then, yeah, then you're, you're, they're trying to win a title. Everybody wants to win a title. It's hard for a Bulls fan right now to figure out exactly what we're cheering for every night. I know I'm, I'm struggling with it. Maybe I'm just projecting a little bit because I, I mean, it's, it's really it's entertaining and it's interesting. And there's all stuff to talk about and, and sorts of stuff to watch. But I'm, I'm hopeful that one way or another by Thursday that Arturis Karnaschovas can offer us some kind of clarity to that end. What are our expectations? What's the timeline? What are we cheering for right now? Well, it's funny. It's one of the things that Stacy and I talked about on our podcast was how things have changed now. The mentality of most fan bases are you're either a contender for the championship or blow it up and start over, get draft picks, and you know we'll just lose for three or four years in a row. And and I, you know, that mentality kind of bothers me. I remember growing up in Milwaukee uh, in the '80s. The Bucks had great teams. You know, they had Marcus Johnson and, and Junior Junior Bridgman and Sidney Moncrief, Bob Lanier. And, and, you know, year after year, they'd have great seasons. They'd win 50-plus games under Don Nelson, and they would lose to the Celtics or the Sixers in the playoffs. It was just – you knew that going into the season, but yet there was so much fun along the way in watching those teams score a lot of points and, and play really exciting basketball that, you know, you still felt when the season was over that it was, it was a good season. Now it's like if, if you don't – if you're not in the contention for the ring, it's a failure. And I think that, that really is, is a bad thing for a lot of fan bases. I know that – a lot of the comments I get on Twitter every time the Bulls lose is blow it up, trade everybody, and it's not as simple as that. You know, in, in the salary cap era, you just can't start over, especially when you have as little draft capital as the Bulls do. So I think that, you know, from from my perspective, I enjoy watching the games every night, and, and I'm looking at it that let's see what they can do. You know, there are three games out of six right now. I know they haven't put together a meaningful winning streak, so it's hard to project them moving way up the standings, but – you know, they've won six out of their last ten. They're playing better basketball. Uh, for the most part, they're healthy. And, you know, you'd like to see if they can make a run over these last 30 games. They are. Like, I, I don't want to discount what you're saying because it's true. But if we look at the bigger sample size, like, this team since January of last year has kind of been this. Like, where, like, they, they, they do have enough talent that on some nights they can beat some of the best teams in the NBA. But they still struggle with closing out games. They still struggle with understanding who's doing what at the end of the games. And I was expecting, even without Lonzo, that some of that stuff would have been rectified by now. No, I think that's been you know an easy excuse that we don't have Lonzo Ball. And I think it's, it's been such a long period, over a year now, that that shouldn't even be mentioned. And to Billy Donovan's credit, you know, he, he quickly shuts down all the Lonzo talk whenever he's asked about it. The problems obviously go deeper than that, and that's why – you know, some of the rumors we've been seeing around the NBA is the Bulls are looking for guard help, that they don't like their point guard situation, and they know that most likely Lonzo Ball is not going to play this season. So they could they could make a trade to try to bring in a point guard, which would be kind of strange considering 
it's a guard-heavy roster. But I know that Arturis thinks they, they still can be competitive in the Eastern Conference if he has the right guy running the point. But, I mean, if you're, let's say you try to get a Fred Van Vliet or, or even, even a Chris Paul who might be available from Phoenix, what are you going to give up to try to get one of those players? I mean, and then, then you know, if Lonzo comes back next year, then you've got a, you've got a strange-looking uh, backcourt. So uh, there's no easy solutions for Arturis in this, and I think that, you know, he told us when he was introduced as the new president of basketball operations that he's one of the most patient guys you'll ever want to see. He preached continuity at the start of the season. I don't think he's going he's gonna to blow it up uh, by Thursday. I was hopeful for more development by this point. We knew that the model in Toronto under Eversley was making a guy like Van Vliet that you mentioned, making a guy like Pascal Siakam. And the same thing happened with players in Denver, that they, they, they found talent and molded it. Who are the who are developmental candidates that are anywhere on the Bulls roster? You see the Windy City guys all the time. But I don't know that there's anybody there who you would say, uh-huh, you know, real, you're real sleeper. You start envisioning down the line potential NBA stardom for one of these guys. Where, where is that occurring here so far? Yeah, it's been tough, and, and I know that when you look back over the Bulls' history since Tom Thibodeau left, you know they went with the with the plan of, of blowing it up and trying to go young. And you see Lowry Markin and now being an All Star in Utah, and you go, boy, they really failed that guy because. You know, that seven feet tall who can shoot it like he can and has some athleticism, that's a guy that you want to build around. Unfortunately, you know, he was hurt a lot of the time here. He didn't get the best coaching a lot of the time here. And he's, he's blossomed at 25 into an all-star in Utah. Uh, that You traded Wendell Carter in the Vooch deal. I was okay with that. I, I think Wendell Carter's a nice NBA player. I don't think he's ever going to be a star. But, you know, in terms of the current roster, Patrick Williams is the guy. I mean, he's really the only guy there that you think could be something special. You know, 6'7", 230, you know, you can explode uh, off the court to dunk the ball. He can, he can run the floor. He can block shots. He's got all the physical traits, but you don't know if he's got that want to inside to become a really great player. I think Io DeSumo still has some development in there. I think if he can start shooting the three ball with more consistency, he can be a, a really, really good NBA point guard. But after that, you know, there's, there's you know, the roster is pretty established in terms of having a lot of veteran players who pretty much are what they are at this point. Okay, so that brings me to the other point, Mark, where I agree with you about those are guys that you're looking to develop. But I'm concerned that because you have two guys that are super ball dominant in Zach and DeMar and another guy who's ball needy in Vooch, can can P-Will and Io and Kobe White get enough shots or opportunities that they can develop to figure out what they are? Well, that's been the problem so far, and I think Billy Donovan has tried to juggle his rotations in terms of trying to figure out how to best feature those guys. He had that brief run where he put Giovanni Green in the starting lineup yeah. and tried to bring Patrick Williams off the bench so he could get more shots, but Patrick you know, didn't really show the aggressiveness he thought he would see with the second unit, and then Javante Green got hurt again, and so he's, he's been out for quite a while now. I, I just think that with Patrick Williams, his teammates, I mean, there was that sequence in a game recently where Zach, threw a pass to Patrick Williams in the corner, and then Williams moved along, and you could hear Zach on the TV broadcast yelling at him to shoot it. So, I mean, even his teammates are trying to pull that out of him. They know that they've got a guy that at uh, 21 years old can be really special, and he just has not shown at this point that he has that aggressive mentality to really become a force on the offensive end. But, you know, Zach and DeMar sometimes, you know, it turns into your turn, my turn offense. I know that's not what Billy Donovan wants, but the coaching staff has not been able to get this free-flowing kind of uh, offense that he envisioned at the start of training camp. You know, they talked a lot 
about the you know they were going to be more random in their in their play selection and it wasn't just going to be you know isolation pick and roll uh, shot clock running down Demar tries to work his guy for a 15 foot jumper but unfortunately when it gets to the fourth quarter in a close game that's pretty much what we see on most nights. My podcast partner on organizations win championships made an interesting observation I thought regarding the Portland game and. His theory is that teams do the Bulls a favor by doubling DeMar in that then your ball movement is forced. Everything that when they get stagnant, it's generally because the ball stops. And when DeMar is doubled, he's got to get it out of there. So I was wondering, and maybe I don't have the facility of the wherewithal to do this, maybe some the number of times a possession that has a doubled DeMar, Rosen, DeMar DeRozan ends with a Bulls three-point attempt, which they don't get enough of, frankly. And I, I just thought it kind of played into their hands to say, all right, we're going to take the ball out of his hands. Well, that means the ball is going to move. That means it does start to pop a little bit, and I just think they're they're harder to guard. So I'll be interested to see if Greg Popovich uh, tries to do the same. I, I, I doubt that he will. You know, assess the validity of that scouting. Well, first of all, I found it kind of odd you called your son your podcast partner, but that's cool. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's very good on the podcast, and I encourage everybody to check it out. Thanks. But, you know, in terms of the DeRozan double teaming, you know, one of the things that, you know, I've talked with Kendall Gill a lot about this is that, you know, DeMar sometimes, once he gets that ball in that area, he doesn't even see the rest of the court. I mean, he's just focused in on trying to get the shot up and get to the free throw line. And I think that's one of the things that, that Billy's trying to get out of his game. But, you know, he's in his 14th year. He's not changing anytime soon. When, when they get the ball into DeMar in the mid post, he is, he's looking, you know, to back his guy in and, and hopefully score or draw the foul. And, yes, there should be a, a shooter on either wing who is wide open. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's up to DeMar to see that guy and make that pass. He does that at times. And in the games that they win, yeah, they're doing that more often. And a lot of times also – and in, in when the offense looks good, it's because they're getting the ball into Vooch at the free throw line or in the low post, and he's kicking it out to an open three-point shooter. In the game against Portland, they had 32 assists on 48 field goals, and they shot 60% from the field. So there's no, you know, that's no coincidence. When the ball's moving and they're finding open shooters, their shooting percentage is going to be a lot higher. And it's all about, you know, working the ball through Vooch and then making DeMar a more willing passer when he gets the ball around the elbow. Do you know why Billy is so reticent to coach DeMar? Like, I thought the whole idea of floating that thing, you know, Billy got a contract extension. All right, okay. DeMar's a pro, like you say. I mean, I don't think they're going to radically change his game, but it frustrates me, Mark, where after the fact, I know Billy saw the same thing we did. I know it. He is a really smart basketball guy, and he'll say, he'll say, the ball stuck. And we stopped. We got stagnant again, and we started taking turns. Call a timeout when you see it. We all see it start to happen, and we when I'm, we're texting in the group chat. It's happening again. But Billy knows it's happening. Say, hey, Demar, no, stop doing that. We're, we're, I know you want to get yours, but right now, we, you're, we, everything was going great. Let's keep it going great. Yeah, we see it around the NBA. So many coaches just defer to their star players in critical situations. On a need possession, they just give the ball to the superstar and everybody else gets out of the way and watches. And that's one of the things that really can be infuriating about the NBA game, that in the last three or four minutes of a tight game, it's just going to be the superstar trying to score or get to the free throw line and everybody else becomes a spectator. And and Billy, as you mentioned, has referenced the fact that you know they can have Three quarters of great basketball where they're shooting a high percentage. They're making some threes. Everybody's touching the ball. And then all of a sudden, it just grinds to a halt. And that's that's one of the flaws in the pro game. It, it's just too much superstar dependent. And coaches basically 
are just handing it over to their stars. They're like, well, I, I got you through 36 minutes. Now you bring me home. How would you assess Billy as a coach? I've been, uh, you know, I, I, I like him personally. You know, I, I think that, as, as Dan mentioned, he's a super intelligent guy. He knows the game. But I think, you know, in this instance, it really hasn't worked out, you know, with Zach and DeMar, you know, trying to figure out the best way to take turns being the focal point of the offense and, and, and trying to get enough shots for Vooch. It's just, uh, you know, they're not a fantastic defensive team, and sometimes the offense grinds to a halt. And they should be, at with their talent base, they should be a lot better in 25 and 27. I don't think there's any question about that. So from here on in, they've got to just, they have until Thursday to, to make a call here. So are you hearing that they, you, you mentioned it, that they're looking to add to try yeah. to find point guard help? Do you think it's it's out of the question that they're even listening to offers on any of the major players that they would possibly lose Vucevic for nothing? Or I mean, I I would be actively trying to trade Demar. Nothing against him, but I think getting him out of the way and give letting Zach just say Zach, there's no doubt, there's no ambiguity. It is you and Vooch can do what you. It's your turn, your team, and you allow Patrick Williams a, a lot more touches, a lot more shooting opportunities. But no one's listening to me, Mark. Nobody cares what I think about it. I just I, I think that would be a, a growth move for them. But are, are would they would they listen on some of these bigger deals? Well, I think that. The job of the general manager is to, is to not only look at, at this year, but look several years down the road. And he has to make a decision in terms of our tourists is what are you going to do with Vooch? Are you going to offer Kobe White a contract? And is, is it worth ca- cashing in a guy like Alex Caruso now? It was a very team-friendly contract and is highly sought after by some of the contending teams around the league. If you could get a first-round draft pick for Alex Caruso, as well as a, a useful rotation player to match salary, I would make that trade. I mean, Alex Caruso is best on a team that can contend for a championship because the things he does don't show up in the box score. You know, he doesn't score. He's a reluctant shooter, but the things he can do on the defensive end are just so valuable to a team that's contending for a championship. So, you know, if you could move him to a team that, that, that has a legitimate point guard that they're willing to move, that might be something that you consider. Also, with the Vucevic situation, it's been reported by a couple of the beat guys that there really have been no – negotiations on a new contract for him and he becomes a free agent at the end of the year if you're not prepared to offer him a very good contract because that's what he's looking for then you move maybe you move him along before thursday so i think there there are possibilities i don't anticipate them doing anything major but if ak really thinks they can be competitive in the east to some degree maybe he does try to cash in a vooch a caruso and and that that future portland pick they hold and, and try to bring a, a guy who can run the offense from the point guard spot Mark, thanks, man. We appreciate the time. Continued success on the podcast, sir. Thank you so much. I always enjoy talking with you guys. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. 
Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 